0: Welcome to Downstream, a new spiritual podcast series. My name is John Stinson. In our first series, I'm looking at shamanism. I'm interviewing Taz Thornton, a well-respected shamanic practitioner. So far, we've discovered more about how Taz defined shamanism, working with spirit, elementals and in this episode, we'll be looking at dreaming. So without further ado, let's get on with the interview. Has. welcome back for uh, another session our fourth session and uh, wanted to look at um, dreaming previous uh, sessions uh, I think I set the second session we spoke around um, using dreaming as a tool to get in contact to work with your spirits so I wanted to have a look at a more detailed look at dreaming um, how um, how one how a shaman uses it um, or how you use it in your practices, mm-hmm. not just for shamanic practices. And, um, and I think my first, uh, thought is what, why is dreaming important for, for you?
1: Okay. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me back again. Dreaming is another big topic. Um, so we'll do the best we can in an hour. Um, for me, dreams have been an important part of my life since being very, very small. Um, there are lots of different ways of looking at dreams my personal belief ties into a lot of the shamanic practices i I do which is that dreaming uh is a time where our spirit can can go and have a wander and bring back teachings from from other places and sometimes bring back very important things that we we need to be looking at and addressing um if i go back to some of my earliest dreams there's, there's been a smidgen of pre- precognitive dreams as well which i didn't know there were at the time um, and when people think about precognitive dreams so dreams where where we're seeing things that have yet to unfold everyone thinks they're always going to be something dramatic you know it's a warning to check the brakes on your car or <laughs> the the fella down the road is going to be in an accident and <gasps> big EastEnders Enders y stuff. Um, but so, so
0: by precognitive, we are literally meaning something that is yet to
1: come. Yes, absolutely. Um, sometimes it's not that that big. Sometimes it can literally be sitting in a really mundane situation and suddenly realising, I dreamt about this last week. Maybe it's choosing to have a hazelnut shot in your coffee rather than caramel. Oh, so, <laughs> um so yeah there are lots of different ways of thinking about dreams and lots of people look at them in different ways for me um is, is there a teaching in that is that dream for me and the other thing that i find important when looking at dreams is even if you have a dream with somebody you know in it it doesn't necessarily mean the dream is about them. The other people in your in, in in my dreams, I frequently find represent different aspects of the self to look at. Although,
0: right. So, if you're dreaming about your mother, for example, it yeah. may be the mother within you. Type
1: absolutely, type absolutely. And I know when I first started practicing this work and, and first started learning and 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 um, training shamanically, every now and then I'd have a dream with somebody else in it, and I need to go and tell them that they need to be aware of this. And fairly quickly realised that it's not actually about them. Sometimes it is. Yeah. So it's getting to the point where you can have discernment. Um, And of course, shamanically, one of the most important elements of dreaming is getting to the place where you can practice lucid dreaming whenever you choose to. When we've talked in other podcasts about shamanic journeying, so where we go into that, that trance state and usually to a drumbeat and we go to visit other realms that's sometimes called dreaming awake because it's the nearest we can we can get to to um to a sleeping dream Mm -hmm. where we can actually conduct it but there are lots of practices that we can also be taught to try and bring about actual lucid dreaming so you so you you dream at night and then you're you're able to actually conduct your dreams and choose where you go and what to go and explore
0: right okay so because there's a lot of a lot of literature already out there, there on, is. Uh, uh, on lucid dreaming I think Colin Morley is someone who's um, I think it's Colin Morley uh, mm-hmm. who's uh, uh, you know does tweets and uh, books and so on mm. uh, CDs mm. um, and this is this is where as you were saying you, you can actually direct the dream so you're, yes. a- you're awake in the dream yes uh, as opposed to dreaming awake which was yes. the journey that you were talking yes,
1: about yes absolutely
0: okay so um so for, so for you then what 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 is a dream
1: wow um well i guess in the traditional sense i I've, i have assumed we're talking about the uh time where, where where we go to sleep and and get the what what for me is frequently big technicolor um would you still say it's a dream if you're in a deep meditative state as well maybe um the, the what is a dream that there are going to be different definitions to that depending on what you what you believe a dream to be. Some people will believe that it's it's your your psyche sorting through the issues of the day and beginning to file them. Some believe that it's um, it, it's spirits sending you messages. Some believe that as I said earlier you're actually leaving and going off exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me it's probably a mixture yeah Sometimes we have those dreams which some people refer to as pizza dreams. Or as much as you try and put a meaning to it, it's it's obvious that well that's because you you did that earlier in the day or you've been watching that movie and it's it's a play out from that. Um, but I guess even then you can try and find some teachings in them. Is that a teaching theme again? Yes,
0: because uh, um, I can um, yes, because I can see what you're saying that some dreams are very obviously as you say because you were watching what what have you. But um, I think what you're saying is that in some ways then there are no pizza dreams.
1: Because uh, yes. there's a, there's
0: always a meaning somewhere. I've it...
1: I've actually said that you know even if, even if we're dreaming about something totally bizarre that ties into a book we've been reading, well, why are we dreaming about that? Do we need to pay more attention to that? Um, if the psyche is to, is deciding to bring that up and work with it, is that something we need to look at anyway? And I don't specifically have the answers there, John. Okay. It's down for everyone to to look at that and see if it's something that's that's that speaks to them. I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Um, you mentioned discernment earlier Mm. on, um, if, you know, you're you're dreaming about uh, a particular person, it might not actually be about Mm. that particular person. You don't need to rush off and tell them that uh, they're going to fall out of a tree anytime soon. Uh, because, uh, (laughs) but where, where, how do you get a sense of that discernment? Practice or, or?
1: Yeah, practice. Um, if for me, you believe that dreams are very connected to, to the spirit world and that it's your spirit exploring you and you have, those guides you already work with right. of course you can you can check in with them um but there are a number of checking questions that we can ask with a dream um with every element of of that dream does any of it feel familiar can you take any of it and you have to really get your head out of the way for that because if you've just had that exciting dream about somebody falling out of a tree you won't want to believe that that's something to do with you and you will want to be able to have the excitement of telling them not to climb a tree because you know they will fall. <laughs> yeah. So you have to really get out of your head um, an awful lot and check in and make sure it's not your ego right. over overreacting. Okay. So
0: you're but looking for a feeling
1: tone? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's the same with with a, with a journey. Um, for me, the feeling is, is often more important than, than the visual or the auditory mm-hmm. um, quality and quantity. Um, so could any of these elements of this dream relate to me? if they did what would what would the teaching be and i remember doing um a workshop with robert moss a few years back and um the one bit of that that did stick with me that i thought might be quite useful was to to try giving your dream a headline because sometimes your dreams can be so uh scattergun and all over the place and there can be so many elements that we we struggle to to hone down to one point so so try giving it a headline And I drill down further than that as well. And so we'll try and break it down into bite-sized pieces. What are the three most important things you remember from that dream? Mm -hmm. And that's another really, really hugely, I kind of express how important it is to write your dreams down as soon as you have them. We've all done it. I'm guilty myself sometimes. You're being half asleep, you're in a lovely slumber, you wake up with this amazing dream. (gasps) I'll write it down in the morning. And by the morning it will be gone or at least some of the detail will be. So you need to be real strict with yourself and keep that dream journal.
0: Yes. Uh, and, and, um, it's, it's hard though, because mm. four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, it, you know, scrambling about the, when your partner, you don't want to wake your partner and
1: yep. scrambling about
0: for the book or, or having to leave the room to sort of speak, yep. speak in a, into a microphone or something about it. Um, it, but but for what, I think from what you're saying is, yeah, grow up and you've just got to do that. So what are the benefits? So tell me, tell me the benefits then from you, that you get from this sort of library of, of dreams.
1: Well, there are many. The, 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 the obvious one is that it helps you to remember the detail. Mm-hmm. And write down as much detail as you can remember as, as, uh, as soon as you can, because the detail will diminish. And sometimes the, the, the real gems are in the detail. So write down everything, even if even the bits that don't feel particularly important to you. If you can remember it, write it down. Um, so firstly, it's for a record. But the other reason it's for me, where it's, where it's great to keep a, a dream journal, is in picking up on some of those patterns we've spoken about before. Right. Yeah. Now, they might not be immediately obvious to you, but if you start to log all your dreams and then every so often you just start to read back through them, there might be some patterns that start to emerge that give you clues about things that you need to work on in mm-hmm. your life um, and keeping a dream journal is just excellent for that
0: right okay um and that those sort of uh yeah going back to the, the patterns again and it's then understanding from that what um what you might want to uh, to, to work on to uh, or at least what it's telling you mm. so you become aware of it
1: yeah and sometimes it might take years for that to come out then my wife's been having um dreams for years and years and years and there's every now and then she'll she'll get this dream that where there's a character that has some pieces of paper in the dream and she can never see what's on these pieces of paper and every time she'll mark it down and she's waiting and she she's fairly sure that at some point she'll be able to see what's on them and know what it's all about yeah um but it keeps coming up so there's one of those patterns and you can't always get the answer straight away but it is important to be able to recognize that
0: yeah okay and it's and um so so this, this so that's on um is that what, what you what I guess I'm calling a normal dream uh as opposed to a lucid dream which where you're in charge as it were. yeah yeah uh, so uh, you, you would look to write down what happens in a lucid dream as well
1: you look to write down what happens in every dream yeah. and even if you don't dream sometimes it's useful to just write down those first thoughts you have upon waking yeah when you're in that uh, in that that state between being wide awake and, and asleep um that's it's a good time for spirit to just drop things in
0: into your mind. And and why why that time? Um, why is that a good time?
1: I guess for me, it's be- it's because your 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 brain's in that in that mode where you're you're partially in that kind of trance place to use a, 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 an, um, a, a an easy to understand term, um, and, and partially awake. So you're in. Your brain hasn't kicked in enough to start dismissing things yet. Perhaps right. Okay. You just receptive yeah. would be an, the easiest word to use.
0: Okay, so there's a clear channel. Yeah, as it were. Okay. Yeah. So, th- do you have any particular? Um, th- how do you make a choice, uh, for example, that uh, tonight I would like to do a? a uh, I, I want. To, I need to do a lucid dream on this. But is is there that a clear intention, or or is it very much as it comes and all? Oh, oh, I'm in a lucid dream. How does it work for you?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> both. Um, I mean, hands. Up, I, I'm not going to sit here and claim that I can lucid dream every time I choose to. Um, I do lucid dream, but certainly not every night. And certainly, I still uh, remember I've had uh, a lucid dream as, as something quite special, rather than thinking, "Oh, damn it, I didn't lucid dream last night." Um, But I do tend to set my intention a lot before I go to sleep. I might not always set my intention to lucid dream, Mm. but I will set my intention to get the answer to some kind of query I might have. Um, One of my teachers used to talk about some of the indigenous peoples he'd worked with having um, a question basket, which isn't a physical basket, but it's this concept that if you have an issue you want help with, you can put it into your question basket every night so what that means is setting intention before you go to sleep tonight i would like to dream about this Mm -hmm. and then that puts the question into this the the, this non-physical basket for the for the dream weavers to come and take and give us some help on and sometimes that can come straight away sometimes it can take weeks and months and years but eventually my hope would be that the question comes certainly it does for me one of the techniques i sometimes pass on to people if they want help like that is rather than just imagining doing it to to actually write it down somewhere write down what it is i want to help with on a little slip of paper and put it underneath the pillow yeah. there's something about the physical act of writing down that helps to set that intent and and manifest the the dreams you you would like to to have
0: okay which may be to solve pro- a, a problem or, yes. or to get some guidance absolutely you mentioned the dream weavers tell us more about the dream weavers
1: dream weavers is a term i use um to describe the 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 beings that create dreams now although i use that a lot there's this i'm just thinking about this there's probably a little bit little bit of incongruence in my own mind about this so i do speak about the dream weavers being being beings that create dreams but of course that is sometimes um in a bit of a bit of conflict to us believing that we can go out and explore and do whatever we like in a dream Mm -hmm. so there's there's i guess a, a line there between the dreams that we set out to have and we're going off exploring and the dream weaver dreams where the spirit's working with us will say they need to know about that let's let's just put that in front of them for them to go and find
0: right okay so so that, that you would be very much a directed yeah, uh, um, show for you in that, that that evening as it were yeah
1: sometimes yeah. I believe that, that to be the case um, there's also a lot of legend about dream spiders are often referred to as dream weavers the ones who, who weave the dreams And of course if you look back into some of the uh some of the legends from the americas and look upon look up grandmother the spider then and and the 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 dream catcher then then that ties into those um so yeah. i think most of the time if i'm talking about dream weavers i'm talking about legends of of dream weavers rather than those times where we go and direct our dreams but i do believe sometimes our guides acting as dream weavers will say they need, really need to be aware of that. Let's put that in front of them when they're in a receptive state, which would be when we're asleep.
0: Okay. Um, and, um, I'm just looking to, to, I guess I'm trying to discover what, um, uh, what we might do with, do, do with this information. So. Partly, we've got this library of dreams that we, you know, we yep. studiously we're waking up and uh, either doing those first three thoughts or as much detail as we can possibly remember
1: mm-hmm. in
0: a dream and writing that down, yep. reviewing it, yep. so that we can see some patterns, yep. uh, and then we can be aware as if we if we need to take some action. Uh, we'll also, and, and so that may come from something that we decide to ask, yep. and that we dream, or may come be put in front of us by yes. by dream weavers. Yes. Um, um, is there, is there anything else to, uh, to sort of, you know, to dreaming that would, that, that can, uh, to help us at all?
1: Well, it's, it's, that, that's one of those things that sounds like it's quite small, but it's, it's such a huge area to know and just to be aware that we can ask for advice and, and guidance at all times and that we can look at our dreams in a different way. Um, a classic case for me that I would file under Dreamweavers, i.e from my perspective my guides putting things in my place was when i developed the um shaman stones guidance set and that was a set of um eight symbols um which all have a different meaning me- meeting? meaning meaning mm. um and they came in the dream and that was quite an unusual dream for me i don't normally dream of um symbols and shapes for me when i when i dream it's very visual it's you know i could be dreaming of us sitting in this this room now yeah. am i even awake now who knows um, <laughs> and these symbols kept being dropped in front in front of me it was it was just like a symbol would be dropped in front of my face and it would float there for a moment and then one of my guides someone i recognized as one of my guides would step in and say right this means blah 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 and write down the meaning and it happened eight times and I woke up over there after those eight symbols, and did the No, I'll write them in the morning. And I tried to go back to sleep, and I had such a physical experience that night. That night, with this particular guide being determined that I was going to wake up and and uh, write them down, he was shouting in my ear, he was waving in front of me, and eventually he started giving me very physical, corporeal body pokes yeah. until I got out of bed. And wrote them all down and and they're wonderful to work with and i'm forever grateful for that so that that for me I would fail under my guides being dream weavers and giving me this thing to create and that's another element of dreaming that for me is quite important um a lot of the um the tools and, and the jewelry and the things that i i, I create in my Germanic craft studio come directly from the dream some are from the journey but a lot of the time they come from the dream when the reason i ended up getting a studio for my craft work was because the weavers again were giving me so many things that i woke up knowing i needed to physically create that we needed space for it and they i believe they're all medicine tools and they all have um a a a guardian or an owner um waiting for them and that i'm being given specific instructions to to make this thing and i don't know who it's for yet yeah but They'd always find someone. There's always, always someone. There'll be this invisible thread. If I'm at a show, or if I see it online, and you can always see them being pulled towards it. That's my drum, oblique necklace, oblique stuff, whatever it is. So that's that's another way where dreams are, are massively important to me. There's, they're a creative channel too.
0: It, it's because it sounds as of as from what you're saying that there's there's actually a um, it's a highlighting technique, mm-hmm.
1: if you like.
0: Yeah that you might miss during waking hours.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so and you can say that, yeah. Um, and so, so that, that you, you, you know, you, you get this, uh, and you know, in one night, was it, that went with, with the the, mm-hmm. the shaman Shaman's yeah. and, um, probably until you, you finally woke, woke up and, yep. and you were able to write them down in enough yep. detail.
1: Yep. Draw all the symbols and write them down yep. half asleep. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Without waking said partner here. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because that just leads me to to wander around, uh, you, you know, with the, um, well, what, what, you, do you find you, you get to a state, with uh, the the awareness from a, from a you know from a, you know, when you're awake, that actually the difference between a dream and awake is 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 not that different. Sometimes. And
1: and what does that what does that feel like? Like I'm not sure if I'm awake or in a dream. Yeah. So I flippantly said a few moments ago, "How do you, how do we know we're awake now? How yeah. do you, how do you know you're awake now, John?"
0: Well, I um, I, I really don't. Uh, <laughs> you know, I Come can say, "Well, of course, so, you pill. know, but this <laughs> th- this wall feels solid and so on." But actually, it it um, it does in a dream. So uh, you know, they are one and the same thing. It, it would appear to me. It's just um, yeah. they're almost different uh, different dimension, if you like. Yeah.
1: Sometimes there are solid objects so I'll carry you around with me if I'm going through one of those periods where I'm, ge- where I'm getting a lot of strong dreams mm. and they're morphing between uh, r- real life, real world and dream world. Who's to say which one's actually real though? Um, I, th- I think that. The, the, I was going to say danger time, but that sounds terribly dramatic and of course <laughs> it doesn't need to be. The times to me where it can be where it can sometimes feel a bit confusing is when we dream. And our dreams take place in exactly the same settings that we went to sleep in.
0: Right, yes.
1: And then how do we know we've, we've woken up? Um, the world around us can be um, quite a clue. Again, I sometimes carry a stone or a crystal or something around with me in my pocket in, in a consensus reality. And, and I'll hold on to that, to check in. And the good old pinch myself can work from time to time too. But again, I, th- I think it's discipline and awareness more than anything. Sometimes the dream world can feel very real, but there is, for me at least, usually some sort of ethereal quality that will allow me to discern between the two. Yeah. Sometimes, although of course the dream world can sometimes feel, feel uh, far more appealing than consensus <laughs> reality. And when we're doing um, when we're doing journeys, so dreaming awake. That's one of the reasons, particularly when people are first learning learning to journey to a drum beat, for instance, mm-hmm. that it's very important to have a drumming track if you're listening from CD or MP3 that has a callback beat on it. Yes. So that you you know to, to come back and get back in your body and start experiencing real life again.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Real but, the inverted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you mentioned a bit uh, um, earlier around precognitive dreams, yes. and that uh, actually some of them because are quite. Um, mundane it sounds, but yeah. but what purpose do you think a a um, a, a, a precognitive dream would, would would be there for?
1: I guess that depends on the dream. I'm still waiting for the lottery numbers. If, if you're listening, fellas. <laughs> okay. Why do they come? Sometimes they will be to give an indication. Sometimes they of something that, that might happen to give us a um, a way to perhaps change things or to just have an awareness of something that something that's about to happen. Sometimes they come to me if I if I'm going through one of those times where I just ask for a little bit of proof, mm-hmm. because I do have such faith in this in the spirits I work with but sometimes when brain kicks in a little bit, I will occasionally, far less than I used to, so can you just, just give me some proof about this, sometimes that's when a precognitive dream will will pop in. Yeah. Um, there was a, a, a wonderful dear friend of, of mine who died a few years back who was in one of the first shamanic training circles I did, and she was a wonderful precognitive dreamer. In fact, she, she actually dreamed of her illness Um. A long time before it happened, and went and got checked out, and of course they, the the medic said no, there's nothing wrong. It, it did get her in the end, but it, the mm-hmm. dreams came in so early that there was there was nothing to show. But one of one of the most beautiful probably isn't the right word to use, but the story for me is quite beautiful. Her precognitive dreaming tales from her was um, she dreamt that she got up one morning and went to leave the house and shut her hand in the door and broke her fingers and it was very mundane it was these surroundings it was it was her yeah. home and she woke up thinking oh i've just dreamt that i've just trapped my feet my hand in the door i better watch her don't do that and she went out to work that morning and shut her hand in the door and broke her oh, fingers no. <laughs> so i guess there's two ways of looking at that though yes. well, the the the, the, um, the cynics out there will be probably scream screaming into into the uh, into the ether that Perhaps she did that because she'd had the dream and I gave her an instruction to do that. Yeah. Who knows? But no, there, certainly I've had a few instances where, where I've dreamt something and it has then happened and it, yeah. it can't have been anything other than that. I mean, one of the earliest ones I remember was from, was from childhood when I'd dreamt that somebody I'd been to school with was in a motorbike accident and mm-hmm. just dismissed it because, as many sensitives listening to this will, 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 um, will agree with, I'm sure our dreams when, when things are starting to balance can be all over the place Mm -hmm. and really quite vivid. And particularly um, when we're trying to discern between our vivid childhood imagination and, and psychic ability, it can be difficult to discern, but so
0: So do you know, do you know that it's a precog dream as a, over a, um, a pizza dream or do you only know when it comes to pass?
1: Sometimes I'll get a feeling, Mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if that's precog, that felt a bit too tangible. Um, most of the time it won't be until it, it happens. And again, a lot of the time that is really mundane stuff. Yeah, It really is. It's I'm not dreaming of, of planes going down over the ocean every few yeah. days. It, it can be just really mundane life stuff.
0: Okay. And, and uh, I'm picking up that um, certainly some of that sounds as though that's you leading that. So you're, you're asking for proof
1: for example sometimes
0: but i mean i'm just wondering are pre pre would you consider precognitive dreams uh you know a, a, a gift if you like to say well you know here's a vision and you ask for a bit of proof here it is mm. or um or you know so whether it's something given or whether it's something that we generate
1: i have no idea how's that for honesty yeah no
0: that's, it's just, <laughs> i have no idea either i just thought I guess, um, I
1: guess it depends on how we're looking at, at we generate so is it is this actually something to do with brainwaves and some kind of psychic brainwave connection between the future world or, or people that you're dreaming about? Or is it we generate it in terms of asking to be given something and therefore we, we generate it through through manifestation? Who knows? That's a massive yeah. topic. And again, this is one of the areas where, where people are split over dreams, aren't they? And there are still... The way I look at dreams is, is very... Well, for me, it's, it's quite down to earth. Um, but then how many dream books are, are there out there? And I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people who are interested in all things spiritual have at least one dream book in in their bookshelf that will tell them that if they dream about, I don't know, if they dream about a black cat, they're going to come into some good luck. Yeah. If you dream this, this will happen. And I don't really no
0: <laughs> not okay. for me so well, let's look a bit more about that in terms of interpreting dreams because as you yeah. said there's there's those dream dictionaries yeah where, uh, if it's um uh yeah you know if, if if you if you dream of it if you say a black cat climbing a tree or something mm-hmm. or, or you know you've got a black cat got a tree look the two together and it's you know you win the lottery and uh you you know you buy wood um but <laughs> I, I, I don't but, it, it, but not everybody can have that it, experience surely
1: no I, I don't believe so I, I think they, for me they they fit under the same um, it feels a little bit old fairground prediction stuff I'd, I'm perhaps going to be a little bit judgmental here but I'd probably put those under in the same box as, as Barnum readings it's, uh, right yeah it Doesn't they don't cut it for me but they're, they're good to have a giggle at every now and then right
0: yeah so how do you go about interpreting your dreams then I mean does the, where do you start
1: at the very beginning um i think i think self-interpretation is an interesting one i think we need to we we need to somehow start to have some sort of bench line and i think we develop that through keeping a dream diary and starting to real find those patterns and this might mean that for us it won't necessarily mean the same thing for every for everyone else that's not to say that you shouldn't work with with trusted people who are very good at interpreting dreams there are some excellent dream interpreters out there and certainly with with the training i provide to people i actively encourage them to start helping to sharing their dreams with each other and starting right. to so help the- each other help, help each other interpret but there still needs to be that self responsibility and you need to be able to look at other people's interpretations of your dreams and ask if there's again from a place of Non-ego and from the heart, is there something in that for you? Rather than hanging on to the interpreter's every word and taking it as read.
0: Okay, so that's the interpreter saying, if this were my dream, I'd think it was X, Y and Z. Yes. And
1: then you going, yeah, okay, that actually does resonate, but that last bit, that doesn't. Yeah, or just I'll sit with that. And that's actually key. If this was my dream, I might be looking at it in this way, rather than, well, that means this. Right, okay.
0: Yes, because that's going back to the dream dictionaries, really.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, uh, part of uh, the uh, I always think of dreams being the sort of the nice part, um, <laughs> and lucid dreams being particularly exciting because I, I don't have many, but when I do, uh, it's always great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's a, a very exciting feeling. But the more ne- negative side of dreams, if you like, uh, or whether there is a positive negativeness, is the sort of more nightmarish uh, mm. aspect. Where do you where do you sp- where do you stand on that? What do you think nightmares might be or represent?
1: I think it depends on the individual. I think it depends on what's going on in your life. I don't necessarily see them as, as negative, even though they can sometimes scare the bejesus out of you, out of me at least. Um, um, someone once said to me that sometimes if the, to use that term dream weavers again, really want you to remember something, they'll find a way to make you remember it and okay. so for me sometimes if a, if a dream is particularly scary and i might file it under nightmare i'll be particularly sure to write that down for me the suggestion that sometimes we're given a scary dream to help us remember them actually took some of the fear out of it so that that was helpful for me um so okay which are the bits of this dream that i found the most difficult the most frightening the most nerve-wracking what are they is that something I really need to pay attention to? Is this something that's come out of the blue, or is it one of those situations where they've been throwing little chips of gravel, and then throwing stones, and then rocks and boulders, and we've ignored everything? So now, right, have this. Is it that? What is the nightmare? Is it? Is it? Is it something we need to pay attention to? Is it? Does? It, does it form part of our psyche? And of course, although this is a, one of those massive areas again, one of the nightmare subjects i hear people talking about most is if maybe somebody's been been killed in the dream or something's died in the dream and i guess then it's a little bit like the death card in tarot has something no. actually died could that thing that died could that represent an element of yourself that you need to let go of something that no longer grows corn for you and it's not one size fits all um but i think what we Interpret as being an, being nightmarish can sometimes be quite interesting in itself. Why was it scary? What was it that frightened you about that?
0: Right. So I'm, what I'm picking up from both that and also the, um, previously, paying attention mm. um, rather than either ignoring it or, or not r- bothering to write it down, but but paying attention mm. and actually uh, uh, seeing, you know, what that says to you. Yes. Is the is the important part of dreaming. Yeah. Uh, and then writing that down and going over it later, sitting with it, mm, yes, um, rather than um, immediately reacting to it.
1: Absolutely, respond, don't react. In fact, one of the one of the really interesting things I found with dreams as well, and this the, there seems to be a co- common thread with quite a few people who who follow a shamanic path I've spoken to is some of the dreams that as a child used to petrify me. I was terrified of. Turned out in later life that they they were some of the beings that. that that turned out to be guides so that again was a way of making you take notice so when i was very very small i used to be terrified that wolves were going to come into our garden and i remember one of my mum's friends one of our neighbors sitting down with a book with me and showing me the difference between a wolf and a fox and that you don't get wolves here there's only foxes but no i'd seen these things they used to come in my dreams and there probably wasn't actually anything scary about it, but because it was so out of context for my child self, I was scared of them. Um, And, and snakes, I used to have the most nightmarish dreams about, about a snake that used to come into the garden and threaten to eat me as well. Right. Whereas, of course, now, i go, oh, great, I'm going to get some of that energy there, wonderful.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> is, is, that, is, is that a potent symbol in shamanism, a snake in a dream?
1: Um. Not specifically, not specifically snakes, I think snakes are one of those creatures that that get a bad press and I'm sure we can all come up with our own ideas as to why they have got a bad press. And some of us will probably think about trees and apples and go, right, another one of those. Um, <laughs> right. snakes, um, snakes aren't something to start being worked with immediately by someone without a lot of experience because they, they can the energy of snake can hold somewhat of an unknown quantity um but they can also be beautiful when when you've got a bit more grounding and a bit more experience They can be beautiful creatures to mm-hmm. work with and carry massive massive healing one of one of the biggest teachings of snake can be healing and to use the energy in healings if you have the experience to do that i'm i'm who am I to say who has and who hasn't? But it feels important to just slot a little note of caution in there. Yeah. Um that can be the most beautiful healing allies. I'm wonderful at transmuting energies. Um, but that that thing about the, the being eaten, of course, that, that comes into embodiment, doesn't it? And um whether you are eating the thing or it's ingesting you, shamanically I'd look at that and say, Well, you're 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 sharing each other's energy. There's something about the energy body there. So
0: so it doesn't always necessarily need to be a literal interpretation. No.
1: Um,
0: um, and you talk about how, uh, for example, how certain, um, animals are, are, in this case, the snake mm. has a certain energy. Mm. What, how, um, was this in dreams that you start and, and that you need experience to work mm. with it? Where, where do you pick that up from? What, what was it that, um, leads you to, to say that?
1: To say just have a bit of experience first. Yeah. Um, Pretty much every shamanic teacher I've ever worked with has um, given a note of caution to working with certain creatures and animals until you at least have a bit more experience and a bit more grounding and a bit more discernment and until you've built up those relationships with trusted guides to be able to check in and out. Um, So people sometimes talk about insects, reptiles, mythical beings. um, And for me, i don't always tell people to exercise caution there if some sometimes someone will come along and their energy is so obviously linked with this thing that it's so obviously meant to be i think i think for me if i look at the whys of that it's just because some archetypal animal energies are um more what's the word um they're more of a known quantity than others is, and when we say archetypal,
0: nice? are we talking sort of, what, what a bear, um,
1: yeah. wolf? Yeah, absolutely. Every, if, and that's another thing with, with books and interpretations. Uh, people will well often say, well, what does a bear mean? What does a wolf mean? And you can talk about the archetypal energies of those, but it's still important to go away and look at what that means for you. Mm-hmm. So the archetypal wolf is, is the teacher and the pathfinder for instance does that mean that every wolf spirit you meet is just out there to to teach you about leadership and pathfinding no probably not um so what does it mean for you be aware of the archetype but what does it mean for you if you look at something like a snake for instance although they have wonderful qualities the natural state of of a snake is you know you know if 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 you were walking through the forest and, and and came across came across an adder yeah. You wouldn't want to sit there and start petting it. No, okay. And it's fair, not because it's inherently bad. Yeah. You wouldn't with bear either, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because it's inherently bad, but yeah. you'd want to have that trusted relationship there before you start <laughs> to... Yeah, now no, you say it like that, it all makes a lot more sense, actually. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily go and pet I like love so. snakes. So I do work with their medicine. Yeah. But um, if somebody was doing their first ever journey and the first thing they met was a snake, I might just say, OK, what did it feel like? What was it what, what was it teaching you? What was it about? And if somebody was going out to meet a power sp- power animal, spirit helper for the first time, yeah. I might might say, Leave Snake there, go and meet a guide that's 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 more uh, that has a more obvious, more trustworthy yeah. energy. Not to say that all snakes can't be trusted, uh, but something that's more of a known quantity and work with them first. And then when you've built up a relationship there, if snakes still there and wanting to work with you, maybe come back then when you've got a few more uh, journey miles under your belt. Right.
0: Okay. And um, but and is that is that from the response that someone has on from a previous journey, or would you would you say um, if you're going on a journey, uh, uh, if you see if you see snakes, insects, and uh, reptiles, just ju- you know Usher. just say hi and, and yeah. carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Until
1: you have a bit more experience, absolutely. But that's in the It's in the same way. as... When you first start to do journey work. And you first start to build up a relationship with with something that might become your trusted guide. You want to be following their lead,
0: at first. Yeah, and so they would help you with those relationships.
1: Yeah. So if you're, I don't know, if you if you're if you're if you like sea swimming and you see a sign that says beware sharks, you're not going to go and dive in. It's the same in the journey. If you see a sign that says there are it's, sharks in this world. It's all water. common
0: sense, really, it? really it? is.
1: It's not, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and see what that shark has to teach me. <laughs> <laughs> it is just com- just common sense. Pure common sense. Yeah, oh, there's
0: me who think it was all magical. I uh, know.
1: <laughs> no, I tend to be a bit grounded. Sorry, John. <laughs> no. Although I do sometimes work with a unicorn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, they're bound to be lovely. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> were they, was, do, you, do you remember any dreams that you had... Uh, Previously, that helped lead you to the shamanic path that will, that you that you currently walk.
1: Absolutely, um, in retrospect, probably most of the dreams I've ever had. So those those childhood dreams where I was being introduced to to some of the the spirits I now work with very very closely. Mm-hmm. It was all an introduction to that. Uh, and again, if we we go back to to probably our first podcast when I first started to find out about shamanism. That wasn't a dream as such, but the word was being dropped into my head. So you could say that's a waking dream. Yeah. And so what was it in the dreams then that sort of made you think,
0: ah, hang on, this is a, this is a, this is my guide.
1: It wasn't until years later. Right. Um,
0: So if we talk. But but you could then link back and go.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. I have had this all my life. Yes.
0: Therefore I can trust that.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So if we talk about wolf, for instance, and there are lots of um, teachings out there about whether or not you should divulge your, your power animal to people too um particularly if you're still out in 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 actually in an indigenous culture you know that there are people who can use that power animal against you that so the theory goes um i remember doing some work with um with trisha Holland at the shamanic conference once who is wonderfully if you ever get a chance to work with with trish please do so and she was saying very very strongly never tell people what your power animal is because in some uh, in in some cultures, if somebody can go out and attack your power animal, you, your power's gone. And to put it in very, very simplistic terms, Trish would tell that that, uh, that far far more eloquently than I. Um, I think most people know that I work with wolf quite strongly. I have other animal allies too. Um, but I've been... Once I got, got past the fear stage of those early dreams that I saw as nightmares, I gradually became fascinated by wolves you know if i was a child and we went to a a wildlife park i you'd struggle to pull me away from the the enclosures and i've certainly had um very real very tangible connections with them in, in in waking reality where i've been when i've been in countries where there are wolves i've had very real connections with with wild wolves coming out and and connecting with me um so that's that has always been there, but of course, as a child, I have no idea. I have just got these big, big, hairy, scary yeah, brutes coming which, at me as and, a child. Uh, I've dream. seen
0: as you know yeah. from, um, uh, uh, from you know from childhood. Yeah, fairy tales. are, aren't they? Yeah. You know, we'll you just get a, a bad rap.
1: Absolutely, yeah. as do witches. Like, yes.
0: Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a whole other podcast on that on, on that <laughs> perception suppose, yeah, as well. Yeah. So, so well, why would someone want to to, to attack your power animal?
1: well, this is where you're getting into into a lot of human-based stuff, isn't it? Why do people fight? Why do people argue? Why do people fall out? Why would somebody want somebody else's power?
0: There's but but now you've you, you know people know you work with. Have you ever had anything
1: like that? Um. Not obviously, not obviously. But I, I like to think that I'm trying not to get into a position where somebody would want to um, want to upset me. Anyway, Look, luckily I have. Um, there are enough other. Uh, allies I have that I don't publicly talk about that I'm fairly sure could could stand up and and kick some spirit ass if they needed to and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Wolf certainly has enough around around him to yeah. to be okay so I haven't experienced that and I certainly wouldn't want to start courting that either <laughs>
0: yeah. okay. well, well Taz I think we'll leave it there again uh, fascinating stuff thank you very much indeed if people need to know um, more about you what you do where do they go
1: Okay, you can find me on most of the social media sites. Just search for me either by name or by Firechild Shamanism. You can find me at www.firechild-shamanism.co.uk or if you want to find out more about my empowerment work you can find out at www.tasthornton.com Thank you very much, Taz. Thank you, John.
0: So that brings us to the end of episode four. I love doing this series on shamanism with Taz Thornton, and I hope you are enjoying it also. If you have any questions for Taz, or anything you'd like covered in this series or another series, please let me know by the comments. There will be a short break before we produce the next episode, so until then, be well.